0: While the Cincinnati Bengals did win the game, the story of Thursday night football was a very scary moment with Tua Tagovailoa where it looked like he was concussed. We're going to talk about that moment. We also have Dr. Karina Maharaja. She's a doctor of physical therapy. She's going to be talking to us about what she saw, her thoughts on it. And we're going to talk about the dangers that he could have really been in because that was a truly scary moment. We'll talk about that a lot more, of course, all of our week four picks here on the Friday edition of the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Here with my friend and co-host, your boy Q. Let's get into it.
1: You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q and our special guest, Dr. Karina Maharaja of Physical Therapy. If you're a fan of Locked On Steelers, you've heard her before. She gave us a lot of great insight onto the situation of T.J. Watt when he got got first injured. Uh, as always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this p- video on YouTube, please hit the like button on this video. If you enjoy it, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday to Friday episodes here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Um, as, as always, you can find this show there. But also, our, our episode today is brought to you by Brightco Insurance. You can you can find comprehensive but not expensive Jewelry Insurance at Brightco. Be sure to go to bright.co forward slash locked on and you can get affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month per month. Again, that's bright.co forward slash locked on. All right. That being said, Q, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good, except for I look like I'm about four foot tall in this video that we're doing. I think you didn't <laughs> compromise something with me, man. I think that you're... I, co- I comprom-
0: I told you, Karina,
2: you heard me before the show say Q, raise your camera. I I think I did, and I think you still compromised. Now I got to do it again on camera while we're doing it, and that's not very good production. That's terrible. Or
1: maybe I'm just
2: taller than both of you. There, (laughs) look. Karina is
0: like seven feet tall. I don't know if if you can tell from there. Um, But, anyways, Q, thank you so much. Karina. How you doing? Karina's my good friend. She's a, she's
2: a doctor. She's a I'm she's sorry. a very smart individual. I'm she sorry, Karina, so that you got to put up with that. We, uh-huh.
0: She's putting up with you. We were doing fine <laughs> until you messed things up. Q, <laughs> come
2: on, man. We're supposed to be a professional, here. We are, we are. That's why I told her I apologize <laughs> that she has to be friends with you. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that hurts. Way
1: back. Yes. We've gone on trips together. We, we lived have. in the same city for a while. Oh We've man. We've been through a lot. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, I, I, I. bless you. Bless you. <laughs> bless your soul. <laughs> I like Thank you me. already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.
0: We do have to get to a serious yeah, topic though. And what happened to Tua Tango by Again, the Bengals won the game, but like I, 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 I'm pretty sure I can speak for everyone here. When that moment happened when his head hit the turf and you saw his hands freeze up it was terrifying. And it made, it was, I was like, I don't care what else happens in this game. Right. Like that, just you immediately empathize for whatever he's going through, whatever anyone that loves him cares about him is going through. It was terrifying. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, I think I can speak for everybody to say it was a scary moment. Um, I, I don't think anyone has to look up what happened because Amazon just kept playing it a thousand yeah, times
2: over. They sure did. They, they did. That was a lot, man. They, they replayed it so many times and, you know, it got uncomfortable, but, Karina, it happens so quickly. As soon as yeah. he hit, like Chris said, he gets sacked, he hits the turf, and all of a sudden it's like his hands immediately clench up and freeze up, and I didn't know what in the world was going on. What, as a, a therapist, what were you thinking when you saw that?
1: Yeah, so um – um to give it some comparison, like if you guys have ever hit your funny bone and you feel like a burning or a tingling, like a nerve feeling going down your arm, that's what it looks like he was feeling, but on a much obviously larger level. Um, it seems like he tweaked his neck when he hit it back and a shock just went down his back, spine. Um, there's calling it a head and neck injury and, you know, the spine, at that that's the home to all of our... Our nerves, our spinal cord, right? So that shock was felt there. It's protected by the bones, but still, um, it's a really sensitive area. And I was just really, really scared that we were going to see something similar that happened with Shazier against yeah. the same team years ago. But yeah. you know, we're getting new, updated information that's looking more positive.
0: Uh, just to mention that information, we did hear from the Amazon broadcast that Tua Tangibalua does have feeling in all his extremities. He also is it said that he was go- it was expected he's going to be released from the hospital and be able to travel with the team home to Miami after that game. Definitely a blessing to hear that after how scared that looked. And I mean, just the 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 look of his hands, his arms just locked above his body. I mean, you don't have to be a doctor to be like that's that's not that's not normal. But still. Yeah. It was a scary moment, just like last week was a scary moment. You know, everyone also saw against the Bills, his head hits the turf, even when it looked like harder than it did this week. And then as soon as he gets up, he's trying to jog. He's trying to walk it off. And like most athletes do, that's what they're taught to do. But as he was trying to jog, and this is last week, not even last week, four days ago, right? you know, know, before this game. He stumbles and falls on his face and then picks himself back up. And it looks like he lost consciousness, you know, for a second there. And immediately everyone's like, oh, no, he needs to get yeah. checked out. Goes in the locker room, but comes back out at halftime. And the Dolphins won the game. Tua seemed fine, I guess. The, the Dolphins said he cleared concussion protocol. He didn't have a concussion. But there were a lot of eyebrows being raised at that, being like, man, that guy hit his head, and then he looked like he lost he, he, he lost you know control of his body for a second there. As a doctor, you know they indicated that that he that he wasn't in concussion protocol, Karina. But like when you saw that, what concerns did that bring for you? Like was that something that's like that can be brushed up? Like okay, maybe it was just a slip and fall, or was there a moment you, as a doctor, you would have been like, no, I need to see something else from him.
1: Um, So if you look at the NFL's concussion protocol, it's a five part five steps that are very thorough. That if I'm if I'm working in the NFL and I'm supposed to be testing these players. I'm not getting that done in 10 minutes and sending them back on the field. Right. Those five steps are not going to take 10 minutes. It's going to take a week at least. Mm. And I think that they went in, they took him, they did a little verbal visual balance assessment and they said, you know what? He's not showing immediate signs, any acute signs. He looks good. He probably passed their verbal test at that point. Mm. Um, And they sent him back out.
2: Wow, so yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, that's incredible, and that's kind of going back to the days of where there wasn't the concussion protocol, right? Where there was yeah. the, hey, how do you feel? Or get the little smelling. <laughs> how many salt. Fingers? How yeah. my fingers am I holding up? Okay, good. One, okay, you're good. Then, you know, you can go back out there. So, you know, let's just, uh, I don't want to assume anything, but, I mean, clearly yeah. he was concussed on Thursday night, right? I mean, there's no well, doubt about that. a
1: medical professional there, and I'm going to trust that medical professional, whatever their, you know, opinion was. But right. if you look at the... The five step protocol, the last step is going from your in house doctor to mm. an out house doctor. Mm. You know, you're not doing that in 10 minutes in the tunnel. Right. So, that's true. you know, that's the concern that I have.
2: So, as far as, you know, what happened on Sunday to what happened on Thursday, regardless of what they're classifying it as, that's two pretty traumatic things in a matter of less than a week. How scary is that just for the body in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one, the turnaround time for players to be playing a Sunday night game to a Thursday night game, that's a problem already. And then you're adding injuries that you maybe had three days to clear um, that your, your body is already under a lot of stress and duress. And then if you have any pre-existing injuries, you're, you're not giving yourself any time to recover. So you're already in a worse place on that next game.
0: Karina, I, I hear you entirely yeah. I've always thought Thursday night football Was too much, forget a concussion Just your general body With how yeah. physical that game is It's just, it's so important To give it time to recharge and to give it time to heal Um, So that's definitely a concern My, 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 my last question for you And I think you might have another one, but what should fans be looking for for this week? Like, what are the things that you want to hear? If you just want to hear, "Hey, two is fine. Like, he'll be he'll be good to to live his life, and he'll and maybe even play football again at some point, and not have to worry about re reoccurring concussions."
1: Yeah, if you guys remember back to Shazier's injury, we didn't hear that night about if he had feeling anything like that. And tonight they're giving us that reassurance. He has feeling he's moving his limbs. Those are the two things I was waiting to hear when they took him off of the field field, they had him in a stabilized gurney where they didn't even take his helmet off because they didn't know the state of his spine. Mm-hmm. So what they probably did some tests some imaging to confirm that the spine is stable and he can move. And he probably had feeling in all of his fingers and toes. And that's a really good sign that, um, you know, the injury is not as extensive as what we may have thought it would have been.
2: You know, Karina, I just had one more quick question I wanted to ask you, and it's just in general. I mean, this has been, as I mentioned before, a couple pretty traumatic injuries a couple days apart. For Tua in general, I mean, shouldn't he just at least take some time off, regardless of how you diagnose this? Shouldn't he take some time off to make sure everything is as healed as possible?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, thinking about this tonight and as much as much as it is up to the team doctors, coaches, staff, you know, it's also up to you to advocate for yourself. I tell my patients that every day you need to learn to advocate for yourself and these players need to advocate for themselves. If he did not feel a hundred percent going into today, it's not only a detriment to him, it's a detriment to his team. And maybe if he knew earlier that he didn't feel a hundred percent going in today, they could have prepared in a different way, you know, and he would have been better taken care of. I don't know what the outcome of this second injury is going to be, but God forbid there's something, you know, life altering, life changing. Mm-hmm making that decision to take tonight's game off versus saving the rest of his body for the rest of his life. You know, you you have to sit down and weigh that and it's up to the players to do that as well.
2: It it feels like to me that it's something that could all of a sudden become reoccurring, right? I mean, it's like, it's almost like you crack one layer and then there's another layer. Then you crack that layer and it's almost like they get weaker and weaker and weaker. Is that something that's a possibility?
1: Exactly. Think about your like, even he's had ankle injuries, they worry about him re injuring his ankle. And it's because it's already weak. And so you know, his head is now probably endured a lot more trauma than any normal person who's not in a high level sport would and every time he gets another injury to that same spot, it's going to be a little bit worse.
0: That's the stuff that's really scary there. Um, yeah, you know, and, and, and you know what, Karina? I think you bring up a great point. You know, with players advocating for themselves and the position that they're in, because you know what, two is trying to prove the world. People are saying, "Oh, he can't yeah. play quarterback." He he wants to prove one, he can play, but two, he wants to make sure that his next contract is going to be a big one. And it, he wants to, and, and he feels, and an athlete, your competitor, you're out there. You feel like you want to go every single time. You don't want anyone to tell you no. But that's the delicate balance that you're in here, where sometimes you need medical professionals to be like, "Hey." my man like you gonna live to fight another day but you yeah. might not if you don't take your time and come back from this 100 percent.
1: that's what makes athletes sometimes some of the hardest patients is they're so driven and you know i love that in some senses but in the other sense it's like i need to be very firm with them on when they need to stop and there needs to be a better advocacy team plan personalized training for this this league
0: absolutely yeah dr karina maharaja ladies and gentlemen Karina, thank you so much for thanks joining guys. us here on the locked on nfl podcast appreciate uh, you. it it was, it was great hearing your insight karina let people know they can find you follow you and just get more of like your insights or just see what you're up to sometimes
1: um thanks to chris i'm now on twitter uh, <laughs> at K maharaja and then on Instagram same name at Kama so you guys can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Not many people have my name, so you'll find it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Karina, thank you so much. Y- y'all stay right there because we're coming right back in a second here. But first, we got to talk to you guys about BrightCo. This episode brought to you by BrightCo Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Insurance. Sometimes you may have bought that expensive engagement ring, that expensive watch, jewelry. Whether it's lost or stolen, sometimes something crazy happens to it, and you can't. You're like, oh my gosh, what? Happened, but here's where Brightco comes in hand as a jewelry insurance company that can that can insure you for as low as five dollars a month. Sometimes if you've ever been watching that YouTube video where a guy drops his engagement ring, it falls down a sewer, it falls off of a helicopter, off of a boat, something ridiculous. But the point is those guys are out thousands of dollars and then they're being humiliated on the internet. Well, Brightco can't help with the internet humiliation, but they can help with your hard-earned money that you spent on that ring. Go to Bright.co forward slash locked on right now, and you'll see some of the insane videos I'm talking about. Talking but you'll also learn about the, the insurance that you can get for as cheap as $5 a month on expensive jewelry. Again, that's bright.co forward slash locked on for all your jewelry insurance concerns. Here on the Locked On NFL podcast, it's Chris Carter. It's your boy Q. Uh, Q. Yeah, we, we
2: had we had a nice we had a
0: nice friendly guest uh, th- th- this time. I didn't have to stare at just your your face all, all night. So I can't I find I, her
2: on Twitter. I'm still trying to find her on Twitter.
0: <laughs> We're gonna find her on Twitter, Doctor Karina Maharaja. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's at K Maharaja. It is um, Maharaja. She said
2: not a lot of people have her name, but there's like 25 people with her name. <laughs> Yeah, there, there were a lot of, there were, there, listen, there were a bunch,
0: but I think she did it in a way where we were able to find her. Hey, I can't find her right now. And that's crazy. That's crazy. we gonna, we going to find her. We're going to get her name out there for y'all to, to get her on the show. But anyways, cue. Let's keep rolling about this because we, I wanted to hear from uh, from a doctor, like right. the, the, the actual concerns there. That was a major. That was a major concern there. That was a major um, injury uh, that, that that we witnessed there. And we don't. We ain't that technical. But what we can talk about is the state of the NFL and how this is happening. Q. I don't know about you, man. When he came out at halftime against the, you know, against the Bills, I was like this sounds like a bad idea. And of course he came out and threw like a fiery pass to start the second half right. and everyone forgot all about the injury. But, you know, you see that, you see this on Thursday night football and you just think are you really putting the players first? Do you actually care about their safety? Right. And again, Thursday night football, it's it's sloppy football every week. It's not as much fun, and you're putting guys at danger, even when they don't have concussions. I just I, – it, make, it makes me it makes me look at the NFL and say, like, guys, what are you doing? You need to prioritize these players a lot better than you do.
2: Yeah, and I, I look at the Dolphins in in particular, and, you know, because I look at the injury that he suffered on Sunday, and, you know, I, I thought for sure that it was a concussion. And then I talked to my buddy John McClain, uh, formerly of the Houston Chronicle, who's been covering the league for a very long time, and he said, Q, I actually had a back injury where I looked exactly like Tua. I just fell over just like he did and just – almost looked punch drunk, really, you know? And and it looked like Tua was out of there. So he said, I've actually been in that same position because of my back. So I said, okay. Mm. But to me, the bigger question is, is Tua able to protect himself? Regardless if it's a back injury or, a head, or injury, a head injury, or whatever the injury is, is he able to go out on that field on Thursday night and protect himself? And that, Chris, I don't think he is. And it just looked like even when he was trying to escape, and I'm not at all trying to put the blame onto it, like, oh, well, you no. didn't escape quick enough. It just looked like everything was slow motion. It didn't look like he had the capability. Like, maybe his, ba- if it was his back, his back was hurting so much that he wasn't able to you know, wiggle out of there or, you know, or, or, or run. I mean, you know how it is when your back hurts. Yeah, you can't do you everything mean. the same way that you normally would. So I, I think that there's a lot to go into looking into this, and I think the Dolphins need to do some self-searching as well because if they sent that man out there and he wasn't actually able to protect himself in the ultimate game where you need to be able to protect yourself, that's a lot on them. Injuries are going to happen in the NFL, I get it, but, man, if you can't defend yourself and make sure you're okay, it's, it's almost like in fighting, right? They won't let a guy, a boxer... Go leave the corner unless he could defend himself. Once they stop, yeah, yeah. once they stop defending himself, what do they do? They call the fight. It's over. So at some point, someone needed to call the fight and say, Tua, it's over.
0: Right. And, and again, it just it may it brings up the worst. And, you know, Dr. Karina, she was absolutely right. Also, it's at Karina, K-A-R-I-N-A underscore Maharaja, uh. M-A-H-A-R. Aja. So if you if you if you search that on Twitter, you should be able to find her uh, and follow her. Uh, but she's uh she's a great person. I've learned a lot from her, and she's as you can see, she's a very smart individual. But uh, again, back to back to this man. Like uh, I'm just there's parts of me that that sit there and say I get. Like I said, I get players pushing themselves out there because it's this is the the you know the NFL is a very volatile league where one minute you're the best player in the league, next minute. You're not, you're, you know, you're barely getting signed to any contracts, any deals, and it's, and it's rough on you. So I I get players who want to push themselves back out there. But again, this seems like something that you'd at least have more time to prepare for, more time to handle if you didn't have to deal with Thursday night football. Um, And, uh, and and maybe you're sitting in that situation and you're saying, like, hey, you, you know, this is, uh, you know, you know, we're we at least had more time to assess this or he could have prepared himself more for that situation. But it's just there's way too many questions. And it's things like this, even outside of just the obvious, the human decency part of it. Q, a, a big part of what I've seen, in the, the, the biggest thing that could endanger the NFL, the growing of football or. moments like that when you see an injury and people are just like, nope, and you see mothers think like, not my child. I'm not going to let them play that game. Or or, or people say, like, I'm not watching that anymore because that's terrifying. And I don't want to, I don't want to subject myself to that. The NFL has to find a way to protect those. And it can't just be bold rules. Like, oh yeah, we're just going to flag every penalty out there. We're just going to do this. No, you know what? Don't have seventeen, you know, game seasons. Don't extend season, make them longer. Give them more bye weeks. Find ways to to give players more times to rest. Put more players on rosters so that guys could uh, could rest, and the teams have more backups out there. Do things that aren't just going to be an easy cope over or cover over, you know, or sweeping something under the rug without you paying any more money. Because I think that's what it comes down to: is they want to find a way to keep their model of how they make money going without. Changing up their plan and saying, hey, we did do something here.
2: Yeah, it's a fine line, man. It really is. You know, it's like, okay, do you, everyone loves football. It's the, it's, it's king. We all know that. Uh, we also know that it's a very violent sport and that what one play you could be done. For your career, right? And I don't know what the end results going to be for Tua in this situation. We've seen many a player and quarterbacks in particular that had to call it quits because of too many concussions. And so I don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, I feel like that he's very susceptible now moving forward to concussions and any other kind of bodily harm. And um, as Karina pointed out, you know he's got the ankle. Uh, he had the hip coming into uh, to the NFL as well. I mean, he's just really a banged-up dude, and that's yeah. that's very unfortunate. I don't know what the NFL could do. Honestly, I, I mean, I really don't. They try to protect – they try to use, uh, you know, different helmets. They try to change the rules. They try to protect quarterbacks. And still, I mean, I don't think that that was a dirty play that, that he got It wasn't a on. dirty play. So it's like – it's it's almost like you're down if you do, you're down if you don't. I don't know what they can do, but you're right. There's mothers out there that say, no, I don't want my kids playing this sport. I'd rather than play flag football. I'd rather them do this, that, and the other, go play baseball. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't think it's going to ever go away. I don't think that, you know, people are going to stop playing the game because it's so violent, but it's just, it's a harsh reality, man, that this, you could be done in one play and, 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 you know, you just never know when it's coming. So that's why I never get mad when these players get as much money as possible because it could be over before they know it.
0: And that's the bottom line when people complain because the old oh, such and such is holding out to get more money. Yeah, because you don't know if the next hit's going to put you out put you yeah. out there like that. And, and, and I, I'm with you on that. And and again, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not faulting the player for, for, right. for wanting to fight through it. And I'm not saying that this is easy. I'm not saying this is just a snap of the fingers. But what could be a snap of the fingers is the NFL saying, you know what? We'll just make another Monday night football game. You did it earlier this season. Instead of taking money off a of Thursday night and giving these guys only three days rest to go to go into another game, let's 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 just make it. Hey, there's an extra Monday night football game, and that's how we'll make our extra prime time money. Because I get it, you want to make more money, right? But. You got to stop doing it at the expense of the health of these players. Um, I know, I know, players won't talk about it as much because they're just like trying to make their make their money. They're trying to, you know, make sure that they're not getting, you know, pointed at by the league and, and, and pointed out for saying, you know, anti-league things. Right. But that someone needs to step in and, and, and stop this kind of stuff from happening. Uh, we hope that Tua Tangavaiola does receive continue to receive good news that, that we at least him going home is a good sign. Uh, but we'll have to see how that plays out. And, and everything there. Uh, good news for the Bengals is that they won the game. Good news for the Dolphins is that it looks like their quarterback isn't going to have to stay the night in the hospital. Right. Um, you know, but big win for the Bengals. They get back to 2-2. Two and two. Uh, It was looking a little scary for them. It's crazy, though, there.
2: Chris, that nobody even really knows, like, what happened in the game, how it shook out yeah. in the game. After the injury to Tua, that's all that mattered the rest of the game like I watched it I watched the whole game right and still couldn't really tell you the 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 intricacies and everything that happened because in my mind all I could think of and picture is Tua in those hands yeah it's all I could picture as well and and I was the same
0: I was you know I'll tell you I was on that in that same stadium what was it who five years ago Mm -hmm. when Ryan Chazier got paralyzed I was in the press box and I just remember seeing him go down, and then all of us. I just remember looking across all the Steelers beat riders and just being, everyone was just like, what? Why are we still here? Why do we, well, you know, we don't feel like covering this game. And I remember right. about 15 minutes later, they resume play. He gets wheeled off in a stretcher. You don't know if he's ever going to walk again. Right. And, and you're sitting there thinking, what does it matter if the Steelers come back and win this game? Yep. Who, who, who cares at this point? That's not like, and I think that's where a lot of people. You know, went to if you were uh, you know sitting at home and in the moment. I think that's where a lot of people who care about Tua Tagovailoa did. So, yeah. you know, uh, again, our, our prayers are with are with uh, him and his family. That that's not as serious. Um, we'll see if the NFL does have to go through anything. Um, you know, go you know a- after this incident. I know this will be a major talking point all weekend long, For sure. but. We will actually get to some football talk here. We've got six games, our pick six from Online, right here on the Locked On NFL podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Stay tuned. We got, we got a bunch of key games to break down for this weekend. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast, it's Chris Carter, it's your boy Q. Q, were you trying to raise yourself up to improve your height there? No, I was trying to hit hydraulics on my chair.
2: Hydraulics on your chair—that's totally. Yeah, I'm what a West it is. Coast dude. You know, we hit those hydros, man. We hit those switches. We just. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, that, whoop. Oh
0: my god, this guy! You ain't ever seen boys looping. in the hood, man. That was like that was like Ice Cube hitting those I've, switches. I've, I've seen, I've seen boys in the hood. That's not what you were doing. With That's your what I was doing. Chair. I was switching. I was hitting those switches. If, if, I was if, doing if that three Doe wheel Doe motion. Boy ever, if Doughboy ever saw you pumping up your chair and making that noise, man, he would me, be looking me at each Me and O'Shea, like we right
2: go back like the Commodores, man. Me and O'Shea are cool, man.
0: Anyways, just saying we got, we got some football to break down, and of course, our pick six you know, always brought to you by Bet Online, uh, where you get all the odds, all the lines, all the scores available to you. Uh, but we got some key games this weekend, and I'm gonna lead off with a big one here, Q. A major one, it could be a game of the week territory here. Two two and one AFC teams with two of the top quarterbacks it's Josh Allen, the Bills, at uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And this is a this is a very interesting matchup. Both teams dealing with injuries in their secondary. Both teams trying to find out, you know, try, trying to you know bounce back from some tough ones. The Ravens were able to bounce back last week, but there's still some concerns. They're still not they're still not the 100% Ravens that I think they were hoping they'd be. The, Dolph- the, the Bills, of course, they went up against the Dolphins. Um, you know, they had all the, I think it was like a hundred snaps on offense that they had last week. You know, Stephon Diggs was having full body cramps and everything. Lots of concerns there. But Q, who do you got in this game and and why here?
2: You know, I look at the Bills. I think they'll bounce back. You know, you mentioned all the, the cramps that they were going through. I mean, they were playing in South Beach. They were playing in Miami and in September and in those day games. It's like, what, 90-something out there and that humidity. And like you mentioned, all the plays that they had to play, uh, they just start to – that wears on on folks. And, and Miami, the Dolphins have been doing that for years, right? They've been taking advantage of that for years because that element is there. So I think the Bills will bounce back. I like what Lamar Jackson's doing, but I just don't trust the Ravens' defense right now. I think that they'll mm. get better. Defensively, but I just don't trust what the, they're doing right now. So I think that Buffalo will get this victory, uh, just because of the, the fact that Baltimore's defense isn't where it needs to be right now.
0: Well, the Bills are three point favorites on BetOnline.net right now. The over under set at fifty one. Mm. Man, I'm taking the Ravens. I, I think that the Bills. Okay. I, I know. I know that they. I know that they're not in. They're not in South Beach anymore. Like they don't got to worry about that. But. That does take a toll on you, and as much yep. as as much as the you know the, the the dolphins were on on a shorter week and everything coming off of that game, you know you but you you saw Xavier Howard cramping up at the his groin messed up at the end of the game. You saw like you know, more of them were dropping like flies, Out, even outside of Tua. Tua was different. That was a that was a right. serious injury right. for something else. But you and you, I think you also saw the exhaustion from mm-hmm. them, you yeah. know, from the defense there, especially um, and being able to finish that game. I kind of wonder if this game's close late, if the Bills don't experience some of that exhaustion. I know they've had a week to, to come off of that, but games like that can take a toll. I'm taking the Ravens at home. Um, I, I'll go over. I think these are two talented enough offenses to score more than 51 points. I think that can happen.
2: Um, I mean, it, it can. It, it definitely can, especially with the Baltimore Ravens struggling defensively. But, um yeah, I'll just go under. I'm just gonna go, go roll with the under and and think that it's gonna be a really close game. I think Buffalo does win by three. I think they cover that spread, but that's just about it. So I think they'll it'll probably go under. And side note, uh, who who doesn't hate it when they uh, you know when their their groin starts cramping up? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Because that's how you said it. You said Xavier Howard's uh, groin cramped up at the end. I'll at first, it. I
0: said it was a cramp, then I corrected myself and said it was a groin injury. And I was saying like, "Oh, my bad. It wasn't. It wasn't a cramp. It was a groin injury." Yeah, I thought you which, said it was a
2: groin cramp.
0: <sighs> it's not. I, 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 if I did, I misspoke. I apologize. Right, you bad. said it on purpose. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you are a silly man. Um, all right, we have the Titans and the and the Colts here. Uh, on bet online the over under set at 43 i believe it's tough to read this here i think they're saying that the colts are three and a half favorites it's tough because this is uh, a little bunched up here and my phone is is glitching at the moment um you know but uh but i I think they're saying the Colts are three and a half point favorites at home here uh I, i know they have a better record at one one and one and i know the titans are one and two and haven't looked great this year yeah but and, and, and hey, the colt the Colts put off an amazing upset over the Chiefs last week. I nobody and name mama, you know, picked picked uh, picked the Colts to beat the Chiefs last week. But the, the Titans, I, this is going to be a battle of two really good running backs, two game two teams that l- rely on that running game. I'm just, I think the Titans have more across the board to get answers in this game to be able to, to be able to win it. I'll take them, um, and, and I think uh, I'll take the under because I do think this is a, there's a lot of running in this game. Yeah. And, Not as much clock gets – a lot of clock gets used. Not as much clock sits around for chances for high scoring – but I'm going with Tennessee on the road in this
2: one. Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee as well, and I am going with the under, and I just think that it's going to be a very physical game but low-scoring game. So I think that Tennessee got a little bit of their mojo back. Uh, they're not still right where they need to be. They're not the Tennessee Titans that they were a year ago, but I do think that they got enough to get this one done. Derrick Henry's starting to get some wheels under him. Last week against the Raiders, they actually threw the ball to him as well, so if they can implement mm. that in part of their game plan, I think that that will help a lot. So I'm going to go under, but I am taking the Titans on the road.
0: Titans on the road with that one. That's definitely um that that'll be something to watch. You know, I know AFC South football doesn't exactly get people up in the morning right now, but still those Jaguars um, do. Those ja- Jaguars that, do. That's that was, that was cool. I was trying to do a whole segue and then you just steal it. Like, hey, uh, I'm here on-
2: for you. Shout out to Tony Wiggins, man. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to the Jaguars. Shout out to Locked On Jags. He actually called that victory last week over the Chargers. So shout out to him.
0: He did. He definitely did. And uh, I thank him for filling in as I was co- as I was covering uh Thursday night football there uh on, on this on the Steelers there with the Steelers Browns game. But um let's look at that game. Two and one Jaguars at three at three and oh Eagles. The Eagle uh, the, the Eagles are the favorites here, but it's a 45 and a half point over under mark. Um I, I find that interesting. I believe this is saying six and a half point favorites to the Eagles right now. Again, it's tough to bring it up right now because we're having some issues with uh with the website. But um I, I do believe, I mean, they should be favored, right? The Eagles, to me, are like the better team. The the much better team, the most complete team in football right now, uh, at least most successful team in football right yeah. now, the team that they're winning the most on defense, winning the most on offense. And that team at one point was the Bills. It wasn't until last week where where I think that the Bills were were gonna run away with this league. But the Jaguars have also impressed. They blew out the Colts 24-0. They blew out the Chargers last week. Now they go to Philadelphia, where it's a tougher, it's a tough environment. I'm sticking with the Eagles, but I'm not so sure it's six and a half points. I might take the Jags to cover in this situation. I think the Eagles win win the game outright. But I think the Jaguars will cover because I do think this game ends up being close. This
2: is the Doug Peterson Bowl, right? I mean, this is, a, it is the Doug know, Peterson Bowl. It's the revenge a Doug, game. I know. It's the Doug Peterson Bowl. So I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars will be amped up, ready to go in this game. I think he's a hell of a coach. Has them lined up in a good position. I just still think they're young. Right? And so, I mean, they've had a couple big-time victories in a row where they looked really impressive. I feel like the air is going to come out of their sails just a little bit. So I think that the Eagles win this game, and I think that they win probably by 10 points. I just like what Jalen Hurts is doing. Hmm. I think he's in second in line right now for the MVP of the league, and I know it's way too early to talk MVP, but right now I look at Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Those are the two guys I'm looking at. So I think that Jalen keeps this thing rolling. I've been a big fan of Jalen since he was at Alabama when he went to Oklahoma. And now that he's in the league, and I love the fact that he's taking that next step and showing everyone, including the Eagles, that he is, in, de- in fact, a franchise quarterback. So uh, I'm rolling with the Eagles, and I say they're, they're going to win by 10.
0: Eagles by 10. Okay, yep. so he's taking Eagles and the points. That's right. Um, I think that's that, that'll, that'll be fun to watch. Okay. Okay. Let's go to a game that you'll be covering, and that's the two and one Broncos at the 0 and three Raiders. Now, I know some people are probably thinking, Chris, why are y'all going with an 0 and three team? Like, who cares about that? Well, that's Q's team, and I'm a bit surprised that they're 0 and three. So is you know, Q. I, I, so is Q. <laughs> K- <laughs> but to me, I, and I know it's tough to say the, there are must-win games in week four of the NFL yeah. season, but Q, this seems like a must-win game. You can't go 0-4 yeah. with this
2: AFC West. No, it feels that way. It does, you know. And, and look, Denver's not that good, but they still are not that good and found a way to win two games, right? Yeah. the Raiders haven't found a way to win one. There, it's It's bad times, man. It really is. And I think that they need to win this game desperately. I mean, look, they've already had a players-only meeting. They had a oh, players man. only meeting after week three. You can't keep doing it. it's not like you can do that every three weeks, right? I mean, no. that's that's one and done. After the players only meeting's over, if you don't get that success, it's a wrap. So look, if they lose this game against Denver, this is why I think it's a must win. If they lose this game against Denver, they'll be 0 4 and headed to Kansas City for a Monday night football game. Good luck. Yeah. And so that's... then they're gonna go into their bye week. So they could potentially go into their bye week 0 5. And I told this to Raider Nation. If they go into the bye week 0-5, the team Ooh. that they look at, shut up, the team that they're looking at, <laughs> the team that goes into the bye week is, not, know you're is about. not the team that's going to be coming out of the bye week. If they go into it 0-5, there will be changes made. It certainly sounds like that. That sounds like that would make sense. It's 45 and a half,
0: is the over-under here. I go under, I go under. I'll go under too. Like, I mean, as much as I like Devontae Adams, I like Russell Wilson like, as players,
2: but these offenses haven't been coherent. I'm and really, if think- you look at it, Chris, look across the league for the most part, the mm. unders have been winning anyway. It
0: has been, right yeah. now.
2: The, there's more unders that are winning than ever. And the offenses, I think they're averaging 23 points a game. Like that's the, the number across the league. So yeah, go with the under.
0: That's interesting. The Raiders are two and a half point favorites. Um, that's that's good. That's, that's it's really close. Uh, I'm going with the Raiders, though. I, I feel like, like you said, it's a, it's a must win game, right? They it, 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 it's a it's a it's a it's a backup against the corners game It's a division game. You got you got to do it. And, and here's the other thing: the Broncos aren't that good of a team. If this no. was a backup against the corners and the Chiefs were coming to town or the Bills were coming right. to town. Then I'd be like, guys, I think y'all just going to have to take that L. But I do think that they can win this one. They've got, but they've got to find a way. Yep. Got to. Simple as that. Simple as that. What else you got? What else we got? We got Sunday night football chiefs at Buccaneers. It's Tom Brady versus the versus Patrick Mahomes. We have a 45 and a half points over under mark there. I'm going with the over there. I think there's going to be some scoring in this game. We, it's also a pick'em according to the bet online I'm looking at right now. It's an it's 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 a it's a even spread, though I guess the, the home team does get a three point edge normally. So normally, that means the yeah. Chiefs are our are, are, are three point favorites technically, if you look at it that way in a neutral field. But I'm going with the Chiefs in a pick'em here. I, I know that they lost last week to the Colts, but I think that they're mad about that. I think that they're they're trying to gear up, and I think the Buccaneers, there's a lot of stuff they got to clean up on offense. they they you know they got a lot of guys hurt. And I think the Chiefs, this will be their chance to kind of strike and take advantage of the moment.
2: I uh, Yeah, I agree. And as much as I would like to see the Chiefs take that L just because the AFC West and it make everything that much closer, I don't see it happening just because everything you just said. They took that L last week. Uh, it wasn't – it was a little bit of a – you know, anger on the sidelines between Patrick Mahomes and and Eric Bieniemy, and obviously it's not a big deal. It's just competitors out there, uh, you know, talking it up. And Patrick wanted to go for the end zone, and I'm not mad at that. I think he comes out and has a stellar game. So I think Kansas City beats them. And I, but I'm going to go with the under again on this one. Again, I just I'm riding all the unders, man. I, I just I don't believe in the offensive scoring right now. This in, in this time of time of era in the league, I just don't riding
0: riding all the unders. Yep. Our last pick here, Monday Night Football, two and one Rams under. at one and. At one and two niners, okay, okay. I'm gonna give you. Have you seen the under on this nope, game yet? Don't care. It's forty two and a half under. That means, Q. That means if if both teams they just have to score twenty one. you know twenty one or under. more points. Did you see San Francisco? Did you see San Francisco? Against Denver Sunday night. It was 11 to 10. Exactly. It was the first. It was the first. The only other 11 to 10 game in NFL history outside of Steelers charges in 2008, which I which I watched with my own eyes. Um, OK, yeah, you make a good point. I'm <laughs> taking me under here. Uh, <laughs> He bought me. He sold me. I was just like, yo, 40, that's just too low. It's the end of it. No, everyone, all these offenses stink. Um, Plus, these are two defensively talented teams. Aaron Donald leads one. Uh, Fred Warner, the Bows. There's too much talent that's going on on both sides. But I'm going with the Rams. Um, I I think that they've been able to bounce back from that opening week loss to the Bills. Um, They're playing a lot better. And I also think that the Niners with Jimmy G don't look too great right now yeah. you saw that game and granted that was just the first week after trey lance's te- you know you know really bad terrifying injury injury but um you know but I, I just i think the the rams are more composed they have a better situation going on right now and i know they're going on the road granted just you know a little bit down in their state but uh I'm still going with Los Angeles in this situation. The Rams should beat the Niners in their stadium.
2: They should, and it's going to be, I think, a defensive struggle. I really do, because 49ers have a really good defense. The Rams have a really good defense. Something's got to give, right? So, uh, yeah, I do think uh, the Rams win. Uh, Jimmy G, for some reason, I don't know why Kyle Shanahan didn't have him ready to go in better shape than he did, knowing yeah. that he was going to be the guy. It just looks like Jimmy G didn't uh, practice or do anything all off season. Oh, wait, he didn't. So, you know, I mean, it just kind of looked like he was off, right? And so I don't think that he's going to get any better within a week. So it's going to be very low score. And I wouldn't be surprised if if, uh, the 49ers score, you know, less than double digits, right? Only are held to like a touchdown or, you know, maybe 10 points at the most. I just, I don't think that they're going to score a whole lot. So, yeah, I got the Rams winning probably like 21-10. Man.
0: Not looking good for the Niners if that happens. They'll fall to they would fall to one and three in an NFC West division that has the Rams at, at three and one. We'll see how all of these play out. There is our pick six right here: Bills, Ravens. Um, we also did Titans, Colts, Jags, Eagles, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Bucks and Rams Niners. We'll be breaking all of that down next week, too, seeing how everything goes. Again, we hope to hear the best news for Tua Tagovailoa over the next couple of days. Stay tuned on the Locked On NFL podcast for all of your news updates on the NFL Monday through Friday. We also have bonus content we release on this channel, and we're also on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you watch this video on YouTube, hit the Like button, hit the Subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily
2: episodes. Q, let people know can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. And real simple on Twitter at your boy Q two, five, four. That's all I got. It's all I am at your boy. Q two, five, four locked on Raiders, locked on bets and locked on NFL. How about you? Absolutely. Follow
0: me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh post-gazette where I cover pit, pit athletics, there pit football, pit basketball, all things, pit sports there at the Pittsburgh post-gazette. Also check out both of our shows. I host locked on Steelers. He hosts locked on Raiders also locked on bets. Is there any other locked on thing that I'm forgetting to say there?
2: I don't think so. Unless David Locke has something else for me lined up that I don't know about.
0: <laughs> Who knows? But either way, he's Q. He's the man he, he runs. He also runs the Raider nation radio network over there. Check out them as they do their great work. I'm Chris Carter, host of locked on Steelers. They again for checking us out. We'll catch you again on the next Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We'll see you there.